Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. I have a friend that's pretty deep. He speaks about the three pillars of the full being, and he starts with mind, body, and spirit. And in order to make this full being, he educates his mind with various things that he reads and things that he studies. He maintains his body with his diet and exercise. And then he builds his spirit with practices such as mindfulness, self-reflection, and meditation. He says when one of these legs of the stool is actually weak, it will actually wobble. But one of them is missing, the stool falls over. So I started to wonder, is there a similar principle that applies to NFT projects? So as I was searching and looking at the different elements that go into it, I was hoping to see three. However, I discovered that there are actually four legs to this chair and not three. So today we're going to discuss the four legs of an NFT project. So as I said, I originally started this hoping to find three, break everything down into categories, but I had to be fully honest with myself that my friend's analogy did not fully work. NFT projects definitely had four. I couldn't break it into three legs. So rather than trying to fit a round peg into a square hole, I decided to look at the four legs of the project as I saw it and break them down into categories. So the first one that I saw was the visionary. The visionary is the person that has the big idea. And as far as communicating everything, the direction that the project is going to go, the mission, and really assembling the team and getting all the pieces together. And when you think of a company such as Apple, I like to use that as a great analogy because pretty much everyone around the world really knows what Apple is. Historically, that was Steve Jobs. Although he was not the one doing the coding or building the machinery or anything of that nature. He saw the idea and he was able to assemble all these teams and put things together. And the visionary is someone that really stands over the project or the company from the bird's eye view and just really sees where things are going and how it addresses the market and communicates all of that within the team internally and builds up the pieces in order to get things going in the right direction. The second pillar that I definitely see is the technician. The technician can be broken into two categories and depending what the type of project is, it might have one of these projects or it might have two, is the artist and the coder. Simply put, the artist is the person that is the one that is doing the actual, the visual aesthetics of the different things, whether it be the website itself or the actual NFT, the tokens that we're seeing as the display picture for that particular token. The artist might be the one that's hand drawing these or digitally creating these, whatever it is. And that's what we're going to see as the profile on OpenSea or whichever marketplace it is, because I just say OpenSea because really uh, at this point with ETH and everything, that's really what's dominating a lot of the conversation. But it does not matter. I'm talking about Wax. It could be Soul, even Cardano, anything. What we visually see what we're hearing that are, we know these NFT collectors are buying JPEGs. Well, that is what we are associating a lot of time with what the artist is doing, but anything to do with the front end, really the user experience of that website when you're minting or anything, once you log in with your wallet, any kind of uh, features or benefits that are associated with logging into that website. Once you are a token holder, that is really the artist side of things that's designing everything. And then the coder, of course, is the person that's actually writing the smart contract doing all these different things to enable access once the token is had and anything to do with
with distributing various benefits, whether it is airdrops and all these different things. The coder is the person that's going in and actually doing all the technical stuff and putting all of this together so that it can happen. All of the thing that's going on behind the scenes, interacting with the blockchain and the website and all of that. That is really the things that we don't see visually, but that's what's running everything in the back end and the computers are using to figure out everything to do and all the instructions. That's what the coder is doing behind the scenes. And the third is the community leader. Now, this associates with anything to say social media. We know that the major hub for all of these projects is on Twitter. That is, you know, crypto Twitter is where these projects are making their announcements, building up their initial following, and as far as building the community and everything. But then it goes over to Discord or the OGs will know that is on Telegram. If you're not familiar with Telegram is like WhatsApp or Messenger or any kind of messaging platform. There's been so many over the years, but Telegram is one that has a lot of unique features that are great for communicating with a community. And there's some features that are unique to Telegram, but originally all of these NFT projects and uh, crypto projects and communities were on Telegram before really migrating over to Discord. But some of the older ones definitely still use Telegram or some people just don't like Discord altogether because of uh, many reasons. It's just too technical. It's not user friendly, depending on the demographics and the age group of the people. Getting them into Discord is absolutely like pulling teeth as opposed to Telegram, which is much more user friendly, beginner friendly. But then it doesn't also have a lot of the bonus features that you can do with Discords and the various channels. It's sort of just like an open chat feed. And depending what the project is, that is where they're going to meet. Discord leads no introduction. Pretty much every project that has launched in the last year or so has been pushing their audience or their group, their community, whatever you want to call it, towards Discord. Also, there's email communications and various ways of just getting into the eyes of the community because there's a lot of people that don't like Discord or Telegram, but they are okay with the traditional use of email marketing. Some of them even absolutely hate going on Twitter or any social media for that matter and this is the one way that they'll be willing to communicate other than physically going in and checking what's going on on the website or whatever it might be, something that you have to log into. Email marketing is still a way to actually communicate. So the community leader is the one that's giving all the updates, it is setting the culture and getting everyone together as far as, okay, this is what our community is going to do. These are the events coming up and understanding, getting the feedback and really curating that culture within that project. That is the community leader's job or mission and really just upholding everything that that project and community stands for. As it implies a community leader, there is a word a professionally out there or a title they say community manager, but I don't really like the word community manager because even when it comes to people in business, getting completely outside of Web3, there are managers and then there are leaders. And I forget who actually said this quote, but inventory is managed and people are led. So a community leader is really leading the community in a direction and not necessarily managing it as if they were inventory or just a number. So as far as that title goes, I personally like to call it a community leader because they're exemplifying and setting the tone for that community and that direction and leading everyone in that way. They're curating everything 
everything. They are weeding out the bad people as far as blocking and monitoring as we much as we hate to say censoring. But sometimes it is necessary to censor out the people that are just absolutely trying to use that community for their own personal gain. They're sending bad links and they're trying to take advantage of people. Well, those people need to be weeded out. They need to be blocked and kicked out of the community. They need to be muted or whatever it is for the good of the community. As much as we like no censorship, we like everything goes in Web3, that is not necessarily the best thing for a community. And a community leader needs to see that, that this is pulling the community or the group in a wrong direction. So those people need to be excused from all of this. And it's unfortunate. Sometimes this even happens to people who actually hold the NFTs. And that causes a huge problem in itself. However, being a part of any kind of community, regardless of if you bought the NFT or not, is a privilege. So when you enter these communities, you're actually making a concession. You're agreeing to follow the rules, be respectful, no spamming, and all of those different things. So if for whatever reason, you have spent a lot of money on a particular NFT and you don't follow those rules and you're banned by a community leader, well, that's really on you. You knew what you were getting into when you came in. So you did not follow those rules. So the community leader really has every right to do that. Now, you still own that NFT. You're still in there and uh, you can really do whatever you want with it. But a lot of the time, that's when you start to see people tweeting and spreading FUD and bad news and all sorts of things is because for whatever reason, they were banned from that community. They did not follow the rules. And in retaliation, they start to spread false news and try to drag that whole project down. And depending how big of a platform they have, they might be successful or not in moving where the actual needle, the floor price and all that goes and spreading FUD, fear, uncertainty and doubt within that project. However, a good community leader can really help to mitigate the damage done by such a person. And number four would be the marketer. And at first I was trying to do this as a three-legged stool, as I said, and I had the visionary and the marketer as one. However, I realized that the visionary and the marketer is not necessarily the same person. A lot of the time it is. However, a visionary, as I said, is a person that's really seeing where everything is going and as far as the mission for the project and what have you. However, they might not be the person who can communicate that. You can have a vision and not be able to communicate it. So that what is a marketer does. A marketer communicates the vision now to the public, the people that are either in the project and need some encouragement to stay in it, to get excited about it, or the people that have no idea what's going on and they need to know. So the marketer is the one who is putting all of this stuff together, what's going on with the vision the technical side of things and the community and really putting that out there. It's getting people to buy into the project and really get excited about it. And the people that are on the outside also, they want to get them to feel FOMO in a sense that they really want to show the community and the project is something to be a part of. So if you're standing on the outside, if a marketer is doing their job correctly, it's going to make you want to come on the inside. So that's why I had to separate the marketer from the visionary because they really have two different goals. A lot of visionaries have all the ideas and have this mission rolling. However, they have no idea how to communicate that, especially if they have the technical capabilities as well, because some of these actually overlap. You might have the visionary is the technical person, or if this is a one man or one woman team, you might have one person doing all four of these things. And the larger the project, the more people that are in the community, the more difficult it becomes. So with these generative 10,000 projects and what have you, you're definitely going to have a division of the roles. And as these discords and things like that grow, you're definitely going to have more than one person doing all of this. 
But initially, very small, even if it is a one-of-one artist just doing things that necessarily does not have a Discord, they're going to be the community leader and they're actually contacting and communicating with people, whether it is on Instagram, on Twitter, or whatever avenue that they do use. They could be doing live videos or something of that nature, and maybe even in-person events, all these different things. They're still doing that in some degree or another. So which one of these is the most important? As much as I would love to say that it is the marketer, because obviously I am a little biased. I have a soft spot in my heart because I have that marketing background. However, I can't even say that the marketer is the most important one. Any of these can actually be okay without one of these, because as I said, this is not a three-legged stool that will top over without one leg. This is more of a chair that, yes, ideally it should have four legs, but with three legs, it could still stand up. And I like to say that base is really the mission and everything that is being upheld within that project. So that seat is still standing on three legs. But if I really had to choose one and narrow it down to only one as being the most important, I would actually have to say it is the community leader. And going through this really quickly, the vision could actually be crowdsourced. Once the initial idea is up and running and there is a group of people, a community built around that mission. That initial person that started that movement, started the idea, could actually go away and it could be crowdsourced as, for example, in a DAO or whatever it is, the community can actually vote to see which direction they're going to go as a group. So that doesn't necessarily mean that one person has to be the visionary, although it was might have been started by one person, but then the group takes over. And a good example of that is Bitcoin. Although we don't even know if this is a real person or a group of person, we know Satoshi Nakamoto is the person that is given the credit for starting Bitcoin. And initially, that was through the communications of the various small number of people. But over time, that Satoshi account, that person or being or group of people have supposedly disappeared. And we don't know really what happened with that. But now everything is the community that is running that. So that is an example of the vision being outsourced to a community. And technicians also can be outsourced as freelancers. You can hire an artist, you can hire a coder and a website designer, front end, all of those things. You can find people that can do that. So that person isn't necessarily has to be a full-time person within the organization or within the project itself. And as I said, as much as I like to say the marketers are awesome because we can communicate different things and we can get an idea out there, Anyone can really come up with an idea, but who can communicate the idea to people to get them excited about it? That is the marketer's job. But at the same time, too, that is not the most important because that also can be outsourced. You can have a marketing agency. You can have influencers or, you know, if you get Gary Vee excited about the project enough and he starts to talk about it, it can really move the needle. And I'm just using that as an example. But you know, those people don't necessarily have to be in the team itself. And the community can also go out there recruiting and they could be some of the best word of mouth marketers because if they're seeing the value they're excited about, they'll tell their friends and bring people into it. So the marketer is honestly not the most important person, but the community leader now must be organic. That has to be someone that is inside the project that is communicating the values and working with it. Now in a one-of-one -one project where the artist is the head cook, the pot washer, and all those things, as they say, you know, the analogy with business as far as relating to the restaurant, even in those projects, the artist is the community leader because that is the person that is communicating with the people that are making the purchases. So no matter what, there has to be a community leader, whether this is a separate designated role for someone who is running the Discord or the social media handles or all of those different things, that is 
to be seen. It really depends on the size of the project. However, without the people, without the engagement, without the excitement, a project is just ones and zeros on a computer. There is really no people interacting with that, and it's just sitting there on some server or distributed on the IPFS file system, which uh, that is basically the new way of saying where information is stored in Web2, in the centralized model of things. It is on a central server, such as owned by Amazon or owned by Microsoft or whoever it is. But in this new model of things, all these files are just distributed all over the place in this Web3 model, which is why things are a little bit different on this side of things. But either way, what I'm trying to say is all of that information is just sitting on computers and is not being used by people. And that really has no value in itself. So if I absolutely have to pick one, I'm going to go with the community leader. But what are you really leading unless some of these other things are in place? So all of these really come into place. And as I said, a stool, three legs will fall over without one, but a chair can definitely stand with three legs. So as long as three of these things are in place, I truly believe that an NFT project can stand, can grow, and hopefully it gets that fourth leg repaired or added on to it to really be something, a force to be reckoned with for years to come and what have you. So hopefully you found that interesting. And if you find value in the show, I would really appreciate it if you leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to, especially if it is Spotify or Apple. It really does help the show out a lot. So thank you for your time. And as usual, I look forward to the next one. So later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.